Hi everyone, Frank here. Today on Tiny Tales, we'll be replaying two of our favorite episodes from this past season, Folk of the Forest and After Dark. Next week, our season finale will be airing, followed by a three-week break. Our listenership continues to grow, and we can't thank you all enough for listening and telling your friends about the show. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at TinyTalesShow. And now, Folk of the Forest and After Dark. I'm sure you've heard tales of the strange folk said to dwell in the forest. Folk, not human. Go ahead, laugh, call them nothing but fairy tales, stories to scare defiant children. There was a time I'd have joined you, but I'm here to say that whatever you've been told is probably true. Listen to your mother. Don't follow the lights, and for the love of whatever god you pray to, do not piss off the folk of the forest. I was warned to stay on the path, to avoid the dark parts of the forest, that no true wanderer can resist the call of untouched lands. Leaving the road behind, I found where gray branches grew gnarled and brittle. The ground was soft with moss, and light hung dim and shadowed beneath the trees. I made camp there as night fell. A fire crackled at my feet. The smell of my forage dinner mingled with the wet sweetness of a forest after dark in the spring. As I was drifting to sleep, lulled by the wind whispering through the trees, a log collapsed into the dying embers. Behind the rising sparks, a pale face glowed out of the shadows. I jerked upright, blinking. An impossibly thin woman was perched on a fallen log, arms crossed, glaring at me. Cascading hair wrapped around her wiry body, but she didn't have a thread of clothing underneath. Where the hell? Dazed, I looked around for where she could have come from. Are you lost? She pursed her lips, her angular face contorting. I blinked, and we were nose to nose. You're the one who's lost. She hissed, bright eyes changing color with every blink of her translucent lids. Didn't your mother ever tell you it isn't wise to interfere with the fairy folk? She hurled a handful of mushrooms at my chest. I'd noticed they were growing in a circle when I'd picked them, but that had seemed like good luck at the time. 
Any half-remembered warnings about the dangers of fairy rings or other such nonsense were dismissed as mere fairy tales. Half had been cooked for dinner. The other half, now scattered, set aside for my breakfast. She leered in my face, fingers digging into my chest. You've wedged yourself in where you're not wanted! Her voice swelled from a growl to a shriek. I clamped my hands over my ears, but the noise pounded in my skull. The forest erupted in waves of color, shifting, shuddering. The trees swayed. Lights flickered beneath their branches, and her scream rushed back through the dark trunks as soft laughter. I, I, I'm sorry, I gasped. I'll put them back. Her twisted smile pinned me. The fire flared behind her, crimson and emerald. Grotesque shadows danced across the trees. Other figures, faces pointed and bright, ivory and mahogany and ebony whirled in the firelight. They tried to drag me into their wild dance, but I lay like a stone. So they flailed me with sticks and rocks and clods of dirt, dancing over me with sharp heels as the moon and stars spun overhead, caught in the unearthly rhythm. The world pitched around me, and the ground surged up, threatening to toss me into the fire. I clawed at the dirt as the flames roared, climbing, licking at my heels. The monstrous shadows laughed, reaching out with grasping hands. I was falling, tumbling, and the world went black. I woke in the pale light of dawn, face down next to a dead fire. Beneath my shredded shirt, I was covered in welts and bruises, and my mouth was full of dirt. As soon as I could stand, by God, I put those mushrooms back where I found them. talked about what they did in the shadows after dark when the house was still their quiet voices would float through my slightly open door but it was only a wordless murmur once I tried to follow them but my mother saw me and whisked me back to bed I knew it must be something important something forbidden maybe even something sinister After their door closed, I would sneak out of bed, 
creeping on bare feet to inspect where they had been. They were too sly to leave any evidence. One night, I pulled the blankets up to my chin and pretended to be asleep. My parents whispered beside my bed, my mother feeling my forehead and cheek with the back of her hand, but I kept my eyes tight, shut, and waited. The next thing I knew, my father was kissing my forehead to wake me up, and I realized I had done my job too well. The next night, I tried again, only this time I pinched my arm to stay awake. Finally, my door creaked shut, and their voices faded down the hall. I slid out of bed and crept after them. They were sitting together in the shadows, faces close, my mother's hand on my father's cheek. She lifted herself over him, bending her face to his neck. He grabbed a handful of her hair and tugged at her clothing, but she didn't let go. I'd read a book once I wasn't supposed to about creatures of the night and what they did in the dark. It had given me nightmares, but now I understood the real reason my mother had been so upset when she caught me with it. She was trying to hide the evidence. I backed away in horror. The floor creaked under my feet, and she straightened up, whirling to face the shadows. I sprinted back to my room, diving into bed. Footsteps followed me, and my heart pounded as my door creaked open. Whoever it was eventually left, and I lay there, terrified, until I fell asleep from sheer exhaustion. I woke to my mother bending over me and scrambled away with a shriek. My father burst through the door a moment later. I tried to tell him, tried to let him know that I knew my mother was a monster. He just laughed and said I had a nightmare. But she bit you, I wailed. I can see the bruise. He whirled on my mother, eyes wide, clutching a hand to his neck, and she burst out laughing. I wrapped my arms around his waist, hiding behind him. Now he knew the truth. He sighed, his shoulders sagging before shaking his head at my mother, who was still laughing. Well, he said, sitting on the edge of the bed and holding out a hand to her. You were going to have to do this eventually. I learned several things that day, but surprisingly, none of them involved vampires. episode of Tiny Tales was written and narrated by R.E. Rule. Music and production by Frank Narat. If you enjoy our show, don't forget to rate and subscribe. Join us on Patreon for as little as $1 per month to gain exclusive access to the Tiny Tales soundtracks. 
visit us at tinytalespodcast.com for details. Thanks for listening.